Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hey there, how's it going? It's going well, how are you? I'm doing great. It's March 30th. It's a Wednesday episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. Before we jump in, listeners, if you haven't done so already, please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast by tapping on that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app, and that'll let you know when new episodes are available. Also, if you're enjoying the show, please share us with your friends if they're into sports. We like to see the show get more listeners and helps us uh, keep on moving. And last thing, we've got a Twitter account, um, yeah, at um, yeah, sports. Is that right? Yes. And finally, I guess I should say, we also have umyasports.com, which is where you'll find the latest sports news and information. That website is the inspiration for uh, this little segment that uh, we like to call News Around the Sports World. Let's jump straight to it and hit the big news of the week. So Tariq Hill has left Kansas City taken a plane, flown down to Miami, Florida, where he will be the Dolphins' new wide receiver. Sounds like he also would like to return kicks. So we will see if Tariq Tyreek Hill becomes a kick returner down there in Miami. Uh, In Boston, Robert Williams is out for four to six weeks. That is the Celtics' star player. They will greatly miss him as uh, they make a run Uh, here on the podcast. John believes that the Celtics are the dark horse to take it all. So we will see what happens. The Buffalo Bills, you have a new home uh, coming, not yet. In 2026, that's when you're expected to move into the new stadium. Surprising that the Buffalo Bills were able to get that done in Buffalo. Uh, That has been a long, long time coming, but there they are. Buffalo, you will have a new stadium. Can't wait to see what that looks like. NFL now has new overtime rules in play as we head into next season. Um, Both teams will have the opportunity to possess the ball in overtime. If the score is tied after each team has possessed the ball, the next score wins. And if the team kicking off to start the overtime period scores a safety on the receiving team's initial possession, the team that kicked off is the winner. So there are your new overtime rules for the NFL heading into the 22-23 season. Somebody that's going to have to uh, potentially pay attention to those overtime rules in L.A. is Aaron Donald. He is now coming back to the L.A. Rams to try to do the old back-to-back repeat thing. Uh, It looks like we don't yet have details on that one in terms of uh, what that contract extension looks like, but word around the campfire is that he indeed will be back in L.A. All right, let's uh, jump back and just talk about a couple of these news items before we uh, talk Cavs b-ball for a moment and get on out of here as a typical shortened Wednesday episode of the podcast continues. So Tyreek, he wants to return balls in Miami. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, the article that I posted on Demia Sports, you want to check it out. I, I talked. A, it talks about the article about how Tyreek did kick returns at the beginning of his time in the league and was really good at it uh, and, and was leading the NFL in kick return yardage and all that good stuff, what you would expect from a kick returner. Uh, but they pulled him from that 
uh, as he got deeper into his career, obviously because he turned into Tyreek that we know today, which is the t- wide receiver that wins Super Bowls and playoff games with 13 seconds left. Um, so I, I think they so they pull him there, but then he wants to go to Miami and play the kick return game. And I really don't think this request is going to be uh, granted for him because I think when you when you when you do when you give away all those draft choices. You pay him $72 million guaranteed, I believe, is what the contract is right now. And then you try to put him in a roster that's trying to make a playoff push. You don't just go ahead and throw that new that new player into the most dangerous position on the football field, which is a kick kickoff in special teams, and say, go ahead and kick uh, kick return or yeah, kick return and punt return. Uh, so I just don't think that's gonna be something that's gonna be in his future. I think Miami needs him too much on the offensive side of the board as well, especially on the uh, – because besides Jalen Waddell, that's like their number one guy. So they need him to be in good shape and not injured at all next season so they can make a strong case for why they made this trade. And if they take a gamble on it and put him back there, he could get crushed pretty easily. And all those guys are diving around your legs to try to knock you off your game especially if you're that fast and you're not that tall so they can't hit you high so it's like a big complication whole thing and they're going to try to knock your legs out and which is going to add all sorts of trouble there so if i'm miami i'm saying i I don't (laughs) i can't allow this to happen because like i said you you just basically gave the uh, the kansas city chiefs the majority of your future and draft choices and be careful with those paid so i think tyreek's gonna have to just stick with what he's been doing in kansas city he's gonna be a little bit more of a gadget guy we now know that um, they want to use him as a Debo Samuel type player. So maybe he'll even be used in the run game a little bit, get that going, which is kind of a little bit strange because he's not built like a running back, but we'll see how that all works out for him. But we could see him not kick returning, but playing in a few different positions on the offense instead of just wide receivers. That'd be fun to watch. Indeed. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm always afraid when they with those players running around kick returning. Never know what's going to happen. All right, overtime rules. What do you think? We talk a lot about this. Yeah, we've been talking about this. And what would make sense to replace the uh, shenanigans of (laughs) seasons gone by. What do you think about the rule changes? I think think it makes sense, but I I think I would have preferred that to be the regular season overtime rules and then postseason overtime rules maybe be, you know, the quarter thing that we talked about. But I think it's better that they did do something to the – to the postseason playoffs as opposed to regular season and nothing um, than having to do with both and nothing at all. So I think it's nice that they added that. I think it's good because I think during these playoff games, like we mentioned after that Buffalo Chiefs game, the usually the team that loses the coin toss, that defense is going to be tired because usually they let off the, the, field, or the field goal or the touchdown that usually allows them to go into overtime. So they're not, they'll be well rested like the other team's defense is going to be. So that usually opens up a whole different situation for them where they're going to have to go back on the fields and play extra and go against a pretty much well rested offense and then see if they can make a stop. And if they can't, the game's over. So I think for playoffs, it makes sense to add this back in. Um, I think this is going to have to do with some experimenting and see how this works and see how people like it. Um, obviously we knew the NFL was going to do whatever it takes to make it short. So they added that little wrinkle into it that if it's a safety on the opening kickoff or yeah. at all in that drive, the kicking team still wins. So they added that little uh, thing in there, but I also like how it adds some strategy to it because you can go because if you tie after the, each team touches the football 
then is sudden death. So they added that, which basically means that you can then go for two if you're the first team to touch the football. If you score that, then you're more likely to win the game outright without having to go to sudden death. So I think that's a nice little thing that they added there. But I I, I think the reason they did it the way they did it is simply to make it as the football games as quick as possible because that's been the focus for years is how do we make these games faster, more efficient, more streamlined. And I mean, two hours is pretty fast anyway, but they're trying to make it a little bit, a little bit shorter, a little bit shorter anyway they possibly can. That's why they didn't attach this to regular season play, which I think makes sense because playoff obviously has more implications than regular season games. So I think that's, I think if this works in the, in, in a playoff play, then I think it will make its way into regular season play, but it's going to have to really work out for them. And the stats are really go uh, for this exercise that they're doing here. I, I think it's a nice little change. I just think they should have done maybe a little bit more to it um, because obviously I don't think safety is going to happen all that often <laughs> right out of the gate of overtime. I don't think that's happened very much. I have to look at the stat, but that probably hasn't happened too much. So that's, that's going to be not something that's going to be used too much, but overall, I mean, I I, th- I like that they changed it, and I like that they gave both teams the chance to touch the football. Could they have done more? Yes. Will they do more? I doubt it. All right, let's jump to the NBA Cavs basketball as we head to the play-in tournament. Yeah, this is the team that is battling for the kind of the top bottom spot of the playoffs, top spot of the uh, of the play-in tournament right now. They're behind, I believe, the Raptors and are in the play-in tournament. So they will be our next <laughs> source of discussion here. And when I watched their play, and I, I watched the last few games, which is the sample size I normally do, and I think what you really watch from this team is extreme inconsistency, weird turnovers that don't happen all that much, and then also, I, this ties into point one, which is inconsistencies, weird shooting where it's sometimes good, sometimes bad. And I think if you look at them, the inconsistencies happen when whenever they move around with the ball not in the player's hands and they get um, pre-ball movement, they get these guys into the paint or slicing, they'll find the open guy and make the right pass, which then usually opens up a nice basket, or it opens up a guy free on the perimeter who can then shoot the three and probably will knock it down. Those are when it's that's when they're firing on all cylinders and playing well. But what happens more often than not is they'll give it to a guy and then he'll try to create some space for himself and try to make a play and then he doesn't have enough space or the shots too short or whatever the case may be and they're failing to splash the pass down and then they get into situations where because of that they're um, they, they just start getting into these weird shootings, uh, shooting ups and downs where they're playing really well and shooting extremely well. And then there's times when they're not playing well at all and they just get uh, destroyed on the offensive side of the board and they're not getting rebounds and not playing as physical as you want them to. I think in the Raptors game, we saw that a little bit more than we did when they played. Who did they play? Oh gosh, I drew a blank on that. But during the Raptors game, they definitely did a better job of getting kind of fighting for the rebounds, especially at the beginning of the game. But that ended up just kind of falling off towards the end. So they need to really work on that. The other thing I would say is their their defense also needs a lot of work because what ends up happening is they can't capitalize 
on the offensive side of the glass. And then on the defense side of the glass, they struggle just as much, whether it's a lack of closeout, which they definitely need to fix because you can never leave guys wide open, or it's because they can't close out the pain. They're letting guys drive straight in there, whether it's through a backdoor pass or a guy slicing in and kicking back out to the perimeter to a wide open guy, which then goes back to the lack of hustle. And then they start getting into these weird holes where they'll be up like 10 points and then you look up and they're down five, six, seven points, and then they kind of claw back in, and then they fall back out. And this just is, and all those reasons I mentioned are partly why this happens. So, I mean, if you look at this team, I'm surprised that they're so high up on, I mean, on their in their plan tournament where they're kind of sitting in that in that spot where they could be either way. When that's the type of performance you're putting on the court, uh, I, I, D- uh, Darius Garland definitely is probably one of the best pl- players they've got on on their team. Uh, however, Love does a decent job of when he gets the ball in his hands, making the right plays and getting inside the arc is usually where he makes the majority of his shots. But overall, this team needs needs to definitely pick up the slack a little bit if they want to make a deep run this year. Because as of now, they really just don't have that player that can come through consistently out of the last two games I've watched uh, and, and play the type of basketball that you would expect and need them to play Um Garland probably is the closest to that because definitely he can make the three if necessary and definitely help his team out of any slump that they're in. The problem is when the pass or when the ball stops going through the net, it stops going through the net for all the players and not just one of them. And then they get into these just they just start hitting the brick wall over and over again. They can't really get past it until one of the shots kind of drops in. So they'll have to do some movement, which they should be doing anyway, but they're kind of not getting the exact point. They're just trying a bunch of different stuff to see what ends up working. But I, I, I think if you're going to start winning games, the best way to do that is on the defensive side uh, of the board. I think they need to be in the paint, clogging the paint, and not allowing any guys to just get free um, and, and make some plays that, and just, just stop fast break points because those are also something that they really struggle with. The other point I was going to make, and I mentioned uh, penalties and, and fouls mm-hmm. that were super strange. What I mean by that is they were getting <laughs> travel calls, not just one or two. It's like three or four or five of them just randomly at, in, at random times when they clearly could have made the bucket and there was no reason that for them to travel or just bad passes where they're trying to do like something a little too fancy and they ended up just throwing it to the fans, which was a wide open target anyway. So they got to work on that. And that's what's also leading to these open paint shots and them getting 30 to 40 points in the paint teams is because they're letting these bad passes or these turnovers happen, which is then opening up an offense possession for the other team, which then leads to the easy basket. So they've got to pretty much clean up basically their entire game to get yeah. uh, to the point where they're a legitimate contender at this point because right now they're not looking like a playoff team. And what you know about the NBA is regardless if you have a good record right now, it matters what you're doing. Or if you have a good record right now, you can still fall off. You have to make sure you're playing at a consistent rate for the entire time. Otherwise, you could fall off and end up not even making it in altogether. Look at the Lakers who have now fallen out of the play-in tournament and the Spurs moved in. So we have to go back to that conference and talk about the Spurs because now the Lakers are gone, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I think this Cavaliers team has time to turn around. Not much because April is when the playing tournament starts. Yep. So not much time, but enough time to prove to us that they are indeed a legitimate contender. All right. Very good. It's another episode in the books. Thanks for hanging. Yeah. Good chatting. Listeners, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on Friday. See yep. ya. God bless.